Hello everyone and welcome to Tarot Esoterica episode 6. My name is Laurel and I'm branded online as Loracular. This podcast series is just me talking about basic occult symbolism and metaphysical philosophy with tarot cards in mind. Today's episode is all about the esoteric and psychoteric associations for the court cards. Last week, I brought up the Tetragrammaton and talked about it in the association strings of Yod Fire Father, Hay Water Mother, Vow Air Son, and Final Hay Earth Daughter. Although court card names shift a little depending on the deck, the attributions or associations for each court don't. So in the Rider Waite Smith deck, Kings are Yod Fire, Queens are Hay Water, Knights are Vow Air, and Pages are Final Hay Earth. In the Thoth deck, knights take the place of kings because Crowley felt like the idea of a king sitting on a throne was too formative, not active enough of a symbol for an association that belonged with Yod Fire Father's creator. Likewise, he chose princes and princesses to better identify them Vow Heir Son and Final Hay Earth Daughter. He wanted his court cards to best represent how he visualized the Tetragrammaton working. So remembering that the Yod-Thoth Knight corresponds with the Yod-Rider-Waitsmith King, and the Vow-Rider-Waitsmith Knight corresponds with the Vow-Thoth Prince, is absolutely essential when it comes to comparing the two decks' court cards with each other. That established. I am going to just use the Rider-Waite-Smith court names for the rest of today. The Golden Dawn Era Magicians adopted a system of two-part elemental titles for the court cards, and they are still used today. Kings all start with fire in their titles, followed by their specific element. Queens all start with water in their titles, followed by their specific element. Knights all start with air in their titles, followed by their specific element. And not surprisingly, pages all start with earth in their titles, followed by their specific element. So the King of Wands, for example, is given the title Fire of Fire, and the Queen of Cups is given the title Water of Water. Since fire is yang-yang, The King of Fire is the most yang, most dynamic, and most forceful of the court cards. Since water is yin-yin, the Queen of Cups is the most receptive and formative of the court cards. The King of Fire and Queen of Water are elementally the two most opposite of each other in nature of all 16 court cards. Every court card has its elemental polar opposite, though. Last week, I mentioned four basic Jungian functions and associated them with an element in one of the four Kabbalistic worlds. Let me start building on that now. Jung's theory of psychological or personality types attempts to categorize people in terms of their primary mode of psychological functioning. The theory is based on the assumption that there are just two core polar psychological attitudes extroversion and introversion, and the four elemental type functions of consciousness that work as pairs of polar style opposites. So extroversion is very yang, introversion is very yin, and the four functions of consciousness associate with the four elements. 
The four core Jungian cognitive functions refer to the different ways in which the conscious mind can apprehend reality. Feeling is the function that subjectively judges the value of things based on how much we like or dislike them. Last week, I gave Whitcomb's attribution of feeling with the string Asoluth Yod Fire because that is the convention in his book. But to me, feeling seems better associated with the Bria water cups. For absolute yod fire, I personally associate intuition, the function that perceives inherent possibilities and inner meanings rather than facts. Intuition is described as the ability to give meaning to a subject or situation through creativity, insight, and imagination. That definitely evokes absolute and fire and wands to me. Thinking is the rationality function, the systematic process that understands reality through analysis and logic. That most definitely fits neatly in with Yetzera vow air swords for me. And that leaves the function of sensing, also called observation, which is the part of our mind which simply processes the information that is available to the physical senses. Observation doesn't apply water subjectivity, fire creativity, or air analysis to its process of collecting data. So observation is a lovely fit with a Saya, Final Hay, Earth, Pentacles. Just like alchemy puts the four elements into pairs tethered by conditions, Jungian psychology puts earth observation into opposition with fire intuition, but then binds the two together by making them the two perceiving or non-rational functions, just like alchemy gives earth and fire the shared trait of dry. Water feeling and air thinking are put into opposition but then bound together as the two judging rational functions, just like alchemy gives water and air the shared trait of what. According to Jungian psychology, if water feeling, yin-yin, is dominant in your personality and consciousness, then air thinking, yang-yin, is dominant in your messy and conscious mind. If earth sensation, yin-yang, is dominant in your personality and consciousness, then intuition fire, yang-yang, is dominant in your messy unconscious mind. So let me requote that law of polarity from the Kibalian, because this is likewise the message of Jungian psychology. Everything is dual. Everything has poles. Everything has its pair of opposites. Like and unlike are the same. Opposites are identical in nature, but different in degree. Extremes meet. All truths are but half-truths. All paradoxes may be reconciled. The two Jungian attitudes where people get classified as extroverted or introverted is something you were probably very familiar with already. Combining the two Jungian attitudes of being extroverted or introverted with the four Jungian functions of intuition, feeling, thinking, observing gets us up to eight personality types. The Meyer-Briggs type indicator, or MBTI, further builds on that to create 16 personality types, 
16 ways to classify how people most typically perceive the world and make decisions. The theory is that each of us has one of these personality types that is most dominant in our conscious mind and we repress its polar opposite, aka banish it into the unconscious mind. The MBTI establishes your dominant personality type by testing through written questions and the patterns that your answers determine for all four paired types of each set you default to the most, introversion or extroversion, plus sensing or intuition, plus thinking or feeling, plus judging or perceiving. All eight categories are assigned a letter taken from its name. E is for extroverted, I is for introverted, S is for sensing or observation, N is for intuition, T is for thinking, F is for feeling, J is for judging, P for perception, which is sometimes labeled prospecting. And now to swing this back to the court cards. Several different tarot authors, including Mary Kay Greer and Janet Riley, have created systems that associate the 16 MBTI personality types with the 16 court cards. Each author system does it a little differently. The system I use for matching was created by Linda Gale Walters, who tragically died before her book, Realms of Personality, The Union Personalities of the Tarot Cards, was complete enough to be published. I work off a copy of an article she published on her website circa 2012. I use Linda's system because it's the one that matches everything together with the way my mind does, and I babble to you about constantly. Hers is the only system that gives me those specific association strings I love to talk about. I've now included a link to a chart of Linda's entire system on Tarot Esoterica's webpage on thelaracular.com. Because she was never able to finish her work, I'd like to do that myself, but all credit goes to her. Her website is gone, but the article itself can be found via the Internet Archive Wayback Machine, and I link that with the chart on my website. Linda associated extroversion with all the kings and knights, introversion with the queens and pages, which fits neatly with the tetragrammaton. Ian, extroverted intuition, is associated with the king and knight of wands and cups, while ES, extroverted sensing slash observation, is associated with the king and knight of swords and pentacles. And all of this just becomes a beautiful patterning of elementary and binary associations in Linda's work for all 16 of the personality traits that when coupled with specific court cards just creates an incredibly profound way to interpret them as embodying your dominant MBTI personality archetypes for you and your querents. The court cards are notoriously hard to interpret in tarot readings for many readers. The old classic fortune-telling style of associating court cards with specific people by hair color, skin tone, age, and gender is problematical for a lot of reasons. But associating the court cards with the MBTI personality archetypes takes the focus off what a person represented by a court card physically looks like, or what their biological sex 
ages, and it just delves straight into a person's character traits and the way they typically act and react. I find this very useful, and it holds up very well in actual tarot readings I do. Cataloging court cards as personality types can also help someone look at their own dominant personality type and see what kind of elemental energies they might have too much of, what elemental energies they might need to draw on more deeply, and that just creates a really good foundation for starting the psychoteric practice of mental alchemy, using personal self-development tarot readings as part of that. My personal favorite website for MBTI self-testing and studying the personality types is 16personalities.com. I've never bought a premium membership. I've never spent money at 16 personalities, and so I can't vouch for its premium features. But I have read through their extensive library of free articles, and I find all of their free articles incredibly insightful. 16personalities.com does use observing rather than sensing and prospecting rather than perceiving, which I personally like a lot. Now, as for the names of the personality archetypes, I personally think everyone should just create their own that best fit the court cards of whatever tarot deck or decks they use. I'll get to doing that for my own very soon. These are just conventions from MBTI testing itself. The King of Wands is the command, a fiercely rational and confident personality type that is typically driven, smart, outgoing, and ambitious. The Queen of Wands is the architect, a very intellectual or bookish personality type that is typically innovative, insightful, logical, and strategic. The Knight of Wands is the debater, an intensely logical personality type that is enthusiastic, enterprising, very comfortable with conflict, and wants to establish a right or true answer to every question it can. The Page of Wands is a logician, an imaginative and intellectual personality type that typically thrives in quieter atmospheres, better in one-on-one -on -one conversations than with a big group. The King of Cups is the protagonist, a very empathic and well-organized personality type that works well for coaching or teaching. People who have a dominant protagonist personality type tend to be very good at rallying people around a common cause. The Queen of Cups is the advocate, a very cheerful and pragmatic personality that has a lot of empathy and a strong sense of idealism and morality. The King of Cups is the campaigner, an enthusiastic, optimistic personality type that is typically good with big groups of people and specializes in finding creative, effective solutions to problems. The Page of Cups is the mediator, a perceptive and curious personality type that typically tends to be very creative and driven by ethical principles and ideals. The King of Swords is the executive, a dependable and conservative personality type that typically fervently upholds what we call traditional values and expects a lot of personal accountability from others. The Queen of Swords is the Logician, an archetype name I find too hard to say and too close to Logician for my personal taste, and I call it 
the analyst. The analyst is a very self-directed, detail-oriented personality type that I associate with many of the doctors, bankers, scientists, journalists, and lawyers I've met. The Knight of Swords is the entrepreneur, an outgoing and enterprising personality that typically tends to be extremely social and loves to gamble or take big risks. The Page of Swords is the Virtuoso, a spontaneous and curious personality type that typically can vacillate between being very hyper and being very calm over the course of just a couple of hours or a couple of days. The King of Pentacles is the Council, a very friendly and conscientious personality type that is typically very good at helping mediate conflict and working with a diverse group of people. The Queen of Pentacles is the Defender, a stable and nurturing personality type that will typically relentlessly protect their home and their family slash tribe. The Knight of Pentacles is the Entertainer, a charming and recreation-loving personality type that tends to be very good at putting others at ease and making them feel welcome. And finally, the Page of Pentacles is the Adventurer, a very independent and social personality type that is typically the type most inclined to innovate on conventional cultural styles and fashion to create something unique. People with a dominant adventurer personality type often proudly self-identify as rebels or iconoclasts. So one of the reasons I find it incredibly useful to break both the 16 court cards and personality types into elemental qualities stacked upon each other is that gives a very good formula for understanding what traits we naturally express and what traits we naturally repress how to take that information and use it as a process for mental alchemy is a topic that I will be writing about later on in the year. For now, we've reached the end of Tarot Esoterica episode 6. Next week, I will be going back to astrology and Kabbalah with a Q and talking about the seven classical planets and three modalities and how they associate with the ten spheres on the Tree of Life glyph. If you really like Tarot Esoterica so far, please let me know and spread that praise on your social media platforms. I don't accept tarot clients at this time, and everything I write is free to read and even borrow, as long as you would just attribute me as the original author. You can also catch me on Twitter at tlaracular, but be warned, on Twitter I get opinionated, silly, and unapologetically political. So until next time, celebrate and appreciate everything within and without that provides you with joy and stability. May the world do good unto you and may you do good unto the world.